0: Yes, friends, it's fresh out of Ideas Week on Pie Factory Podcast.
1: Let's play. Hello, friends. This is Sean from the Pie Factory Podcast. And before we get on with episode 25, there are just a couple of things that uh, I figured I'd better let you all know about. First of all, in case you didn't notice the description of this show or didn't hear our warning at the end of our prior episode, this episode is going to be kind of unusual. It's going to be a one-off for us. Let me put it to you this way. You might want to use some discretion when listening to this particular episode because we deal with video games of, well, now we did our very best to make sure that the discussion itself was pretty tasteful. And I think we did a good job of it. There's nothing terribly graphic about what we say, but under certain circumstances, you might want to be uh, careful about where you play this, say, in public. If you typically listen to our podcast in a fairly public situation, like, say, if you are a janitor in a synagogue and you happen to listen to our podcast over the synagogue's PA system, well, you might want to reconsider that and listen to it some other way. Having said that, I think we still put together what we hope to be at least an enjoyable show. The other thing I wanted to mention is that we now have a Patreon account. Now, what is Patreon? Uh, Some of you probably already know what it is, but Patreon is an online method of helping support podcasters and other content producers, if you will. What you can do is go to patreon.com slash piefactorypodcast and you can donate an amount of money to us every month. While we will never make you pay to listen to Pie Factory Podcast, we do encourage you to uh, give a little bit if you can. We don't get paid to do Pie Factory. In fact, in a way, we kind of lose money doing it. Um, especially considering I had to buy a new microphone recently. And um, (laughs) hint, hint, we are an arcade game podcast, and we like to go to the arcade from time to time to do some research, and so we know what the heck we're talking about. Um, Yeah, that means we have to pay arcade admissions fees. And we're also trying to uh, get a table over at Midwest Gaming Classic as well. So anything you can do to help us offset those costs would be great. If you can't or don't want to, fine, you don't have to. But go to patreon.com slash piefactorypodcast and you can give a buck or so. You can join our friends Rory and Scott, both of whom almost immediately after we made our initial announcement about Patreon, uh, decided to chip in and and, uh, send us a couple of bucks every month. So if you'd like to join them and uh, maybe even get a nice thank you, uh, that would be great. And again, if you don't want to or if you absolutely can't, hey, we understand. We understand. Any support you can give us, be it moral or financial, would be gratefully appreciated. Gratefully appreciated. Pardon the redundancy. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here's Pie Factory Podcast.
0: Hyde's gonna have fun with that
1: cough. Yeah, he he really is. I mean, I, yeah, I talked I talked talk to him. You know, he had a complete meltdown of his hard drive, so he had to like get a, get a brand new computer and everything. And I had to send everything back over to him. Uh, thankfully, he's back up and running, so that's uh, that's uh, good news right there. But um, I'm awesome. Well, anyway, this is um, hi hi everybody. Uh, this is uh Pie Factory podcast episode twenty five. I think. Hello. Is this on? Hello. Oh. Yes, oh, hard. we're gonna find out real quick, I guess. Um, this is um, um, almost voiceless Sean here at Pie Factory Headquarters North.
0: Well, hey, from the uh, Pie Factory Logistics Center South, I guess it's uh, Jimmy G. There's now a South Branch of the Logistics Center. You know what's funny is I I, I live not too far from uh, from the town of Manuka, and. Um, there's this company that has all these um, business parks in uh, in the Chicago area. It's Prologis. And the one in Minooka, the sign right along Interstate 80 said, Prologis Park South of Minooka. And it was actually on the north side of Minooka. And me and my wife, kept, every time we drive by, kept trying to think, what the heck do they actually mean by that? It, it eventually occurred to us they probably mean it's the Prologis uh, Center South but it's also of Minooka. I see it's south of the... But, you know, the punctuation was bad. They eventually pulled the sign down, and now it's just Prologis Park of Minooka. So, you Yeah, know. I was going to say, that's kind of confusing there. It was very confusing, which is probably why they changed the sign. So, and it was, on, it was on the north side of Minooka. The south side of Minooka is the Illinois River. Of course, if you want to go a little further south, it would be the uh, Dresden Nuclear Power Plant. Uh-huh. Which is the oldest commercially operating nuclear power plant in the world, might I add.
1: What could possibly go wrong?
0: Well, I live within 15 miles of three different nuclear power plants, so you tell me. Oh, what's the third one besides Braidwood? LaSalle, just south of Marseilles. At one point, Braidwood was considered the best-run nuclear plant in the country, and LaSalle at the same time was
1: considered the worst-run one. Figure that out. And they cancel each other out, and now you have just, you know, plain Okay.
0: And, of course, now Braidwood, they got all the problems with, uh, with uh, leaking chemicals into the water of the town of Godly.
1: So it's not next to cleanly, is it? Not really. It's Interesting.
0: Not, Godliness is not next to cleanliness.
1: So, yeah, anyway, I guess um, I get to uh, play host tonight, which is just wonderful because did I tell you what my most recent acquisition was? Well, I know you didn't, but I'm sure you will. Yes, I will. Um, I recently acquired an upper respiratory infection, so naturally now is my time to host and try to talk. Um, Now, I know that people don't like it when podcasters drink because it gets all kind of noisy and stuff, but, man, my throat needs it. So if you don't like it, well, I don't know what to tell you, bubs. Speaking
0: of drinks, I still have that ranch-flavored soda that you got That's me for right. Christmas. And I haven't drank it yet because it's been sitting here for two months, three months now. Something like s- that. I'm scared to drink it, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. Uh, it's sitting right here. I should probably take a picture of it so put it up on the uh, the Pie Factory page. But yeah, I'm scared enough to drink this thing. Um, oh, then
1: you gotta get video.
0: Yeah, uh, video and a garbage can and something probably <laughs> to wash that. And uh, I have a feeling uh, stuff is going to be coming out my nose, but it's not going to be the soda. I'm not looking forward to it. I actually read <laughs> reviews of it online, and they're like, "Yeah, this stuff is pretty bad." But um, oh, hey,
1: what are friends for at Christmas time?
0: Well, you did get me a crazy climber, so I guess this is my punishment,
1: eh? Yeah, it pretty much is.
0: And as long as you speak of acquisitions. As we all know, Jeff Prescott from uh, No Quarter, hi Jeff, uh, Jeff. got me a uh, Sega Master System for Christmas, and I acquired, with part of my tax refund, a EverDrive for it. Ooh, those are sweet. And uh, I've been discovering a lot of interesting games I never even knew for that thing. Now, it's not known for the sports games, so I'm not going to talk about those. not a huge fan of sports games anyway, other than... The Atari 2600 Volleyball. That's actually a fun game. I like it, too. The real sports volleyball. I love it when the
1: shark goes by.
0: I have not seen that, but then again, I'm always paying attention to the game. Well, you got
1: to play for a long time before that happens.
0: With the, uh, the, the EverDrive, one game that I found that I'm really digging on the Sega Master System is Psycho Fox. It's a Super Mario-style platformer which has uh, secrets just like the original Super Mario Brothers did, and I'm just having a blast with that. It's, uh, it's just too bad that uh, the game didn't have any sort of it, um, like save states or uh, anything like that, but uh, it's a great game, and I've been revisiting some old favorites like uh, Fantasy Zone, which is one of my all-time favorite Defender clones, if, if not my all-time favorite Defender clone. And um,
1: so, yeah. Yeah, those ever drives are pretty sweet. I have one for the NES. I love that thing.
0: I love the heck out of this thing. The only th- problem I had with it, is that um, I bought a, a 32 gigabyte SD card for it and I put it in and I loaded it up and I got an error message and it, it just would not work with this SD card and it didn't there wasn't anything special about it and I bought a 8 gig same style 8 gig worked just fine even though it said 32 gig should work with it I don't know but you can always use an extra SD card around the house so it's not a big oh, yeah. loss yeah and plus I got my uh, my uh, employer uh, discount on the SD card. Oh, of course. So. And,
1: oh, and speaking of your employer and Sega and everything that uh, AT Games handheld Genesis that we both got last year about this time. Yes. Yeah. I've been digging into that a lot lately on my way to work I take public transit to work. And I gotta confess one game I've started to get into a Genesis game, um, you know, zero wing, don't you? Someone set us up the bomb. Somebody set up us the bomb. Oh
0: set up us the bomb. I always get that wrong. Yeah. All your I base. Mean, it's, That's actually a very fun game.
1: It, it really is. I was surprised. I was like, And you know I'm, what? I'm really it's an arcade
0: this. port. Zero Wing was an arcade game first. I did not know. Oh. Hoo-hoo. And the the arcade game does not have the bad English. Now what's the point? Yeah. But it, you know, it is one of the better, uh, better scramble, gradius, uh, you know, whatever type, uh, type games like that. I, I really enjoy that. That is a very fun game, and uh, it moves along at a good pace, has good difficulty, and the sound is pretty good. And you know, despite all the cheesiness of the English, it's got some interesting cutscenes, and uh, well, yeah. maybe not cutscenes, but the intro. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a fun, all around solid. Yeah, it kind of reminded game.
1: me of nineteen forty, a sideways version of nineteen forty-two.
0: And, you know, Gradius, Life Force, R-Type. Uh, uh, excuse me, isn't it Gradius? I've always pronounced it Gradius. <laughs> That's I, I never, ever heard anybody pronounce it when I first bought it. I always thought it was Gradius. And um, this coming from somebody when I worked at Toys R Us and heard little kids come into the store looking at games for the NES. They would pick one up and go, oh, look, Match Rider. I'm like, it's Mach Rider. It's Mach, M-A-C-H, is pronounced Mach but
1: I just don't want to upset uh, soulblazer.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? maybe he, uh, he probably should, uh, graduate from college or something. No. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Oh, see what I did there. Oh, uh, Wait, oh, let me see. Hold see on. Hold on. Uh, we need to see the top board of how many people I've pissed off this episode so far. Survey says one. Okay. So there, huh.
1: we are. before we go any further, I would like to make a few predictions. So I'm going to make a few predictions. And I suddenly forgot all of them. Um, Now, I am predicting, first of all, that um, not many people are going to listen to this entire episode. And because I'm predicting that not many people are going to listen to this entire episode, we're not going to do our normal features. Believe me, we have plenty of, say, addenda and errata for Berserk, for example. But we're not going to get to that right now. Next episode, we will. We also have some arcade memories to share from at least one listener we're not going to get to that this time either we'll get to that next time and speaking of which we haven't really been plugging that enough lately if you'd like to share your arcade memories with us please do so send us an email at piefactory at fab4it Dot com or reach out to us on Facebook or Pi Factory PFP on Twitter, and whatever else have you. Um, you can send an audio submission if you so desire. We do uh, respect the right to allow Hyde to trim the audio submission for time as necessary. Like, if you say, uh, a lot, you're going to say, uh, a little bit less when you uh, hear but it. Does but, he do that with us? Uh. Um, we'll, um, um, see, um... I don't know. We'll we'll have to see.
0: However, if you are from Canada, he will also cut out A, so just be forewarned.
1: Yeah. Another prediction I'm going to be making is that I don't remember if I've mentioned this before, but at Underground Retrocade, there is a machine that they have on the second floor that is dedicated to a game that one of the podcasts talks about. Like, let's say that uh, there's a, a game that a podcast talks about that they don't have at Underground Retrocade. Case Uh-oh. in point, Tinkle Pit. Like, say we talk about uh, a game that they don't have, or if Ten Pence or Broken Token or No Quarter talks about a game, he'll he'll uh, put the game in the podcast cabinet so people have a chance to play it. My prediction is that Underground Retrocade is not going to put any of the games that we talk about tonight into their podcast machine. With one possible exception. With one possible exception. We'll get to that later. And another prediction I'm going to make, I know that there are some places where they publicly play our podcast and other podcasts as well. Um, our friends at Underground Retrocade, for example. I have a feeling that they're not going to be doing that with this podcast past this point.
0: We will, tr- we will try to keep this one as clean as possible, uh, but given the topic matter... Uh all bets are off. Uh we will still bleep where appropriate, but uh again, Mother all bets f- are off.
1: Are you sure about that? You son of a bitch <laughs>
0: But yeah, Scare you guys, I'm giving him
1: The reason for that is because this is the show that we have that is closest to Valentine's Day. And what mm-hmm. is Valentine's Day all about? Why it's all about pornography. Pornography.
0: It does a body good.
1: Yes, just like our favorite foods from the farm brown chicken, brown cow.
0: Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, actually, the, when we started this podcast, well, first of all, uh, the la- not this last episode, but the episode of Super Podcast Brothers before the current one, their 30th episode, they actually talked about adult video games and they covered a little bit of arcade, but it was mostly uh, home consoles, that sort of thing. And we actually had this one planned almost from day one. We wanted to do a show about this at one point because these are actual games that were out there, albeit probably not in the U.S. And uh, I've not heard any other podcast talk about them in the past. The closest is when um, Ten Pence talked about uh, Uncle Pooh, and that was only about farting. So I mean, that's you know that's the the naughtiest any of them have gotten. But these, these are games, were real, and uh, the manufacturers that did these games, most of them are fly-by-night companies, but uh, there were a few big, uh, big-name big players in the genre. Now, we are going to talk specifically about three games, but we're going to do it in context of the overall topic, uh, which is a little bit of a change. I don't know, are we going to rate these games, do you think, or are we going to just let them stand where they are?
1: Well, you know what? Let's try to rate them. Let's try. I think
0: we can rate at least one of them um because it actually did have uh because that one I think was in the arcades in the US uh I don't think the other two that well, we're going to we talk about We rated Tinkle were, Pit. Yeah, that's true, but Tinkle Pit didn't have nudity in it. So?
1: We probably would have rated it higher if it
0: did. Point taken. So, I think we should get the uh, the ball rolling here. Uh what oh, say you? Uh,
1: um you, you might oh. want to choose another way of introducing that.
0: Uh Okay, I guess I think the thrust of what we're going to talk about here is... No, no, um, no, no, no. no. Mm, we're going to talk about some f***ing games. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, so I, I think the first one we're going to talk about is actually probably... Well, I don't know if it's the tamest. I, I guess it is because, uh, well, for reasons we will get into, but uh, we're going to talk about a game called Puznik first. That's
1: e Puznik.
0: Ah, Puznik. Puznik. Um, I've never seen this game in the arcade, but I do recall back in the 90s playing it on the PC at uh, our mutual friend uh, Bob's house. And uh, the great thing about the name Bob is you can spell it backwards and still be correct.
1: Except when you spell it backwards, you have lowercase b, lowercase o, uppercase b. What's up with that?
0: Shut up. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, um, you know, one thing I do, I do have to kind of watch my language because I am recording and I do have, still have children milling about the house. And uh, when I say milling, they are actually putting gigantic logs through a mill and they're actually milling them down into two-by-fours. So uh, I got to watch out for that. But the... Um, yeah, Puznik uh, is a puzzle game. And um, the object of the game is uh, you got this play field, and you've got these blocks with different symbols on them. What did you say takes place in Plainfield? No, I I think Plainfield before the tornado. I went to high school in Plainfield, Illinois, and my school got destroyed by an F5 tornado, the only one in the Chicago area back in 1990, uh, FYI. you got to match these blocks up, and um, what you do is you grab it, and the blocks always fall down, uh, you know, they, they, it uses gravity, so if there's nothing underneath it, it will fall straight down. If there's another block underneath it it doesn't match or, or whatever, you can move them on top of there. Uh, what it is, you have this uh, this like this red box, so it's like, kind of like a cursor, you move it over to the block you want to pick up, hold the button down, move it over, match them, they disappear. And when you disappear all of the blocks, you win, uh, you win the round. If you make a mistake in the puzzle, there is a reset button. Now since you don't have any lives to lose you got a limited amount of resets I believe the default setting is three there are different uh, twists to the screens later on sometimes the screens in several parts and you got to solve them all uh, you'll have three four five blocks that you have to match up um, the levels get really tricky sometimes they'll have blocks without symbols that are part of the playing field that move you know up and down or left and right it's uh, it's a puzzle game it's also got uh, quite a few elements of physics in it thanks to the uh, gravity. So we're talking about adult games. So why are we talking about Puznik? It sounds pretty lame, um, you know, pretty pretty tame. Well, oh, I think, think you were right
1: the first time.
0: We'll get well, to that. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But the uh, the thing with Puznik is the Japanese version of the ROM, uh, every time you went around, there is a picture of a new Japanese girl. And, um, oh yeah, did I mention the name of the company that makes this game? It's Taito.
1: Taito. Oh, as in Space Invaders, Taito? As in Elevator
0: Action, as in Zookeeper, as in Jungle Hunt. Uh, That Taito, yes. And um, it's kind of a little shocking, but uh, three major Japanese arcade game companies actually made a few games like this on the the 30th episode of of the Super Podcast Brothers. Oh yeah, and I, I didn't tell you why they did adult games on that episode. Because 30 is XXX. Ah, see, they're clever. <laughs> oh, boy, those guys are a caution. I see and, what they um, did there. They were talking about a Namco game called Dancing Eyes, which is uh, their version of an adult game, which uh, I, I won't tell you about the, how that one plays because uh, an, a game we're going to be talking about in a few minutes, the gameplay of that one re- resembles that one a little more closely. And then uh, Nichibutsu, which uh, the people that did Crazy Climber, with, along with some other games, uh, actually played in that field, so to speak. Um, so yeah, those three companies had did have some adult games in their portfolio. Most of them are like uncover pictures uh, sort of thing, but every now and then you'll get puzzle games like this. Um, I would say a vast majority of the adult games are ones that have any sort of nud- nudity, are the, uh, are the Japanese Mahjong games, which... Everybody in the United States thinks Mahjong. They think uh, the game Shanghai, where you'd match two tiles and they disappear. No, it's something totally different, and to be quite honest, I can't be fussed to learn the lessons, or learn the lessons, learn the rules of the game. So, uh, you know, you got me there. But uh, getting back to this game... So you win the level, and you see a nude picture. They have a separate ROM for this one, for uh, for Posnick, for the United States, which gets rid of the nude pictures altogether, so that you could play it in arcades and whatnot. In fact, I don't think any of these adult games were ever released in the United States. In the research I was doing, I can't find anywhere where these were released in the U.S. And In fact, one of them, uh, when I powered it up, said, uh, Use in uh, Canada, Mexico, the United States, strictly forbidden. Now that's not something unheard of in the arcade, but um, I couldn't find any ROM that said uh, for use outside of North America or uh, forbidden or anything like that, which tells you about the game. There's some wacky stuff going on in Japan. Uh, there a lot. I would say they're a lot more, a lot freer of a society when it comes to uh, to morals, but that's not necessarily a good thing sometimes. Oh, the stories you could tell just by reading just
1: just by reading the news uh, sometimes. But uh, yeah, I know, I know. I read. I think I read those same stories.
0: Yeah, uh, they have vending machines with certain items in them. Which, uh, yeah, we're gonna try to keep this as clean as possible. So <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, expand on that one a little bit. But uh, if you're interested, just Google Japan vending machines adult. You'll figure out what I'm talking about. Mm. So that's pretty much the gameplay of Puzznick. It's, uh, after you pass like four levels, you do get to choose a new path. There's kind of like a, uh, what do they call it? Like, a like after you finish the level, you get to choose if you want to go this path or this path. And then after that one, you know, until you get to the last row. So there's, uh, many different puzzles. I couldn't figure, I uh, didn't actually, uh, count the number of rounds and, uh, you can choose different orders that you would like to play them in or what have you. But, uh, There's not really a whole lot to the gameplay. There's a lot of thinking, a lot of strategy. If you like to think, it's actually a fun game. If you're in the into puzzle games, you know, and it's one of these games where the nudity. Well, let's be honest. The nudity's tacked on on all of these. You know, Uh, there's there's really no real reason uh, that these games really needed the nudity.
1: uh, I I disagree. Oh, you disagree? Please. In the case of Puznik, it was almost necessary. I'll put it to you this way. I didn't like it as much as you did. The way I saw it was that in Japan, they recognize how boring the game is. So they need something to keep people awake. And Mm -hmm. back when uh, this came out in 1989, I believe. And back then it wasn't quite so easy to get, you know, free nudie pictures as it is now. So Mm -hmm. they figured, well, hey, 25 cents a game. Well, I'm sure they don't use cents in Japan. They use yen or something then hey, you know what? That's a good way to keep people interested. Let's get the money rolling. You know, I've always wanted to move to
0: Scandinavia so that way I could say I use Kroner. I always thought that was a cool currency name, the Kroner. But anyway, the, the, the only problem with your theory is they took the nudity out of the American version. Of course, do note that it was never in any of the uh, you know top charts. I and how successful?
1: How, ex- well, exactly. How successful was it? Oh yeah,
0: America? exactly. Uh, I I don't know how many uh, cabinets they uh, released in the U.S. To be perfectly honest with you, I imagine it couldn't have been that popular. But uh, because it's a puzzle game, and I think, and as you had said about uh, Tinkle Pit, where you thought that that was more. Had more of the feel of a home console game, and this one definitely does. And I'm, as I said, I played this the first time I ever played this game was actually a uh, shareware PC rendition of it. Uh, I believe it was a it was a homebrew title, and I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a fun game, but this is more of a home game than it is an ar- arcade game. Exactly. If you want the puzzle, I'm sure if you played it, you know, if if it wasn't an arcade game, you'd probably enjoy it more. But this is not a game I would play in the arcade, uh, even with the nudity, which you know. You get better nudity these days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and even in some
1: of the games we're going to be talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, true.
0: there's quote unquote better nudity. All
1: right, now which... I don't know how how reflective this actually is on how many Puznik machines were actually released. Period, regardless of nude version or or un, or, or just regular old fashioned version. According to KLOV slash ArcadeMuseum.com, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and I quote, there are 27 known instances of this machine owned by Puznik collectors who are active members. That is members of KLOV. I didn't know there were Puznick collectors. Hmm.
0: Well, you learn something new every day.
1: <laughs> the more you know. From Pie Factory Podcast.
0: I've now obviously never seen this, and being it's a title right. machine, I imagine it looks like pretty much every other title cabinet. But there's no there's no way this could have caught on. And well, no, and, even and,
1: and really, it's all all about what you just said before. Like this is really a home game, and it's right. this the, probably the same reason that you know if, if you recall what. Uh, Brian Cohen told us that why Madden football did not succeed in the arcades because everybody had it at home. And in fact, the home versions were better than the arcade version. I can imagine the same thing here. If you look at Wikipedia, you see that Puznick or some kind of variation of it was available on pretty much everything at the time. Yeah, that was
0: the only thing I'm kind of curious about, um, about the puzzle games, not making it, uh, making it in the arcade. Is, uh, I'm kind of curious how Atari's arcade version of uh, Tetris did, because everyone had that as a home game, and then Atari put out their, uh, their version in the arcade, and then they tried to put it out on the NES, but they got sued by Nintendo because Nintendo had the home uh, license for it, which means the Tengen version of Tetris for the NES is a very, very highly sought-after relic. Uh, because it was pulled off the market so fast, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious how that did in the arcade. Um, just to test test the theory, I did see the Tetris in the arcade, but I don't I don't really recall many people playing it. Uh, to be honest with you, I
1: used to play it all the time at that game place at Jefferson Square Mall. Actually, oh,
0: I didn't know they had it there. I played it yeah. at the Louis
1: Joliet Mall,
0: or maybe well, it was the, there.
1: I don't know. It was one of those the two Tetris places. that is.
0: Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, I, um,
1: do, I do play it semi-frequently when i go to underground retrocade not so much when i go to galloping ghost though i don't know why i don't play to galloping ghost maybe i should (laughs) oh well oh maybe it's because i know everybody over there will beat the crap out of me at underground retrocade they don't have quite as many hardcore gamers there so i have a better (laughs) chance of not getting my face smashed into the ground but
0: well i as i've said i go to play to have fun i don't care about my high score unless
1: i get a high score i like to get competitive sometimes but and I have a better chance over it at, at the underground retro Game. <laughs> but,
0: so I don't really have much more to say about Puznik. Um, yeah, n-
1: neither do I and I have it, to there's say there's not like, really
0: a whole lot to say about it. I mean, yeah. it's the music's okay for what it is, for what it but and it's but there's there's really not much there. It's a it's a home game in an arcade cabinet yeah, with the exactly. Japanese market uh, with added nudity because as you said, otherwise the game would be, there'd be no reason to play yeah, it.
1: You know what Puznik is? It's one of those games that you play when you're waiting for, you're waiting for your dentist. You know, you just throw yeah. something up on your phone really quickly. And by the way, that is available on smartphones as well. Both some version of it is available on both Android and iOS. Oh, nice. Which and is a actually,
0: perfect platform for it.
1: Yeah, exa- yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And to be quite honest, of the three games we're talking about tonight, this is the one that held my attention the least i got bored with it very quickly
0: i i think it held my attention more but only because i was familiar with the pc version and had so much fun with that and if i recall correctly the uh the puzzles were actually of the uh were actually the same in the uh the pc version that i had played low those years ago um so it held my Ooh. attention more but um are, we, are you uh i don't know you think we're ready to rate this one there's not really much to say here
1: yeah, there, there really isn't, um, I mean, given how, I mean... And the graphics are serviceable, the, I mean, the, oh the yeah, images the of the naked fine. ladies are
0: fine, but yeah. it's, I mean, there's, there's oh, not Oh, by the way, we
1: also, sh- we also should mention that each of these naked ladies is given a name. Yes, they are. I don't and- remember any of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, but is that really what most people who are playing games to look at naked pictures are going to worry about, what their names are? Oh, Christy, I have to look her up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah, Besides, she'd but, probably be older than me now. Yeah. Well, she always was older than me, I think. But, well, yeah. <laughs>
1: but, um, but yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, the whole time I was playing it, I couldn't help but think this is just yet another writing the tales of Tetris and other falling block games, such yeah, as Tetris, Clacks, yeah, mm-hmm. agreed, and Blockout, of course, but you know, columns, basically Tetris, yep, columns. There you go. That's a Dr. game we should Mario. talk about sometime. I oh, like yeah, columns. Yeah. That's a fun one. Columns good.
0: Um, so, so I'm
1: going to say, I'm geez, regardless of whether or not there is nudity in the game, just based on how much attention it got from me, how much I could stand playing it. I'm only going to give it two continues.
0: And I'm going to agree, uh, with the two, uh, and I'm only giving it a 2 because of the nostalgia factor, because I remember playing it way back when. If this was just strictly a PC game, which I know we were probably we were playing it in MAME and all that, but on the proper platform, this is a good game. This isn't the proper platform. Right. So that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And you're not going to so? change my mind. Unless you give me 20s. And then I might change my mind. So with all of that said and done, let's talk next... We well, you know we never did reveal the name the title of our third game in the last episode, but uh, we not gonna, We're not going to do it now.
1: No, no. Uh, so, so I think you want to you don't want to talk about that game yet. You want to talk not about not yet because I think there's. I agree.
0: Because I think there's a that is the third game is it's 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 kind of sketchy actually, <laughs> um, but oh, um, man. but I think what we'll talk about next is uh, let's talk about Moyeo gonta. I'm sorry, Lady Killer. And uh, Lady Killer is uh, another Japanese-only game. I've never heard of this being released in the United States, and I can't find any, uh, any uh, instance of it being released in the United States. Uh, the Japanese name of the game is, of course, Moeyo Gonta. The manufacturer of the game is Mitchell. My, 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 my Mitchell. And um, no, 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 Joe Don Baker is not involved with the company. Um, the game was actually licensed from Yanyaka. This is an interesting game, and I think this is probably, in my opinion, the most fun of the three games we're talking about tonight. The uh, You got a diver. What happens, you're, you're in a swimming pool, and there's a, there's a silhouetted outline of a, of a lady underneath, and you have to dive into the water, then dive back out, and then it flips over and it reveals part of the lady. I'm, I'm assuming it's like an ice block you're flipping. Uh, and there's several different enemies in each level. They're different, you know, for the different levels. The first a couple of levels, I believe they are skiers, or snow skiers skiing on water. All right, go with it. Um, and then once you flip all of the tiles over, and you, you know, you see the the picture. Now, you have to Past uh, three rounds to see the lady naked. The first one, she's got all of her clothes. The second one, some removed,
1: and the third one, she's totally naked. Um, and then sometimes they go up to five. Oh, do they?
0: I, I didn't play it that oh, yeah. long.
1: Um, oh yeah, actually, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, this is I'm from arcadehistory.com. Each girl features five states of undress. Five. Okay. So they probably get even more nude. You can actually see their skeletons. Ooh, bone chicka wow. Yeah, hey. Nothing like a good... Yeah, no.
0: (laughs) Have I got a bone for that skeleton? No. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You got a limited amount of time. You can stay underwater and you can pick up uh, oxygen so you can stay underwater a little bit longer. Uh, if you try diving into a uh, tile that's flipped over, um, your guy your guy hits his head on the ice or the panel or whatever you want to call it, and he likes gets stunned from a moment. and I think that's actually kind of a cute uh, acute touch uh, for the game. There are other bonuses. there's uh, there's bonus uh, there's bonus money and um, two of the bonuses that I noticed, uh, one looks like uh, either, well, three that I noticed. one looks uh, like a square with arrows to the left and the right. One looks like a square with arrows pointing up and down and one looks like a square that's got arrows pointing in all four directions. After you pick one up and then you dive, it will reveal all of the panels in the direction of the arrows as and it will reveal them all until it hits a panel. So like say like you got five panels but the, the fourth one is turned over, it won't reveal anything on the other side of the uh, of the panel that's uh, turned over. Another thing to note, the bonuses, uh, the oxygen t- oxygen bonuses are the extra oxygen you can only pick up underwater. Uh, however, the the bonuses, if they're yellow, you can only pick them up top side. If they're blue, you can only pick them up bottom side, uh, which adds a little bit of strategy to the game. And um, let me think, is there anything else I'm missing? There is a total time limit for the screen. You only have X amount of time. There are bonus rounds in this game, uh, the only one that I saw was you have to match... No, I'm sorry. No, I did play this further. There are two different bonus rounds. One, where it give you a sequence of numbers, and you have to pick the number on the screen. And uh, you pick them in order, and you will got a limited amount of time. And then every now and then you'll get a slide puzzle. You know, like the little plastic dealies that you used to buy at Stuckies or... No, what's the big one now? Uh, Cracker Barrel. And then just, you know, rearrange the picture or whatever. And um, let me think. I believe that's it. You do have a button where you can jump, you know, dive. And then you have to hit the button again to come back up out of the water to uh, turn it over. I believe if any of the enemies are on a pan or above you when you come out of the water, the panel flips over and it uh, it kills the enemy or stuns the enemy temporarily, which is another nice little uh, bit of strategy to use. And um, let me think. I believe that is all I have to say about. A Lady Killer by Mitchell. Mitchell. I like your Scotch.
1: Uh, by the quart.
0: What do you have to say about this game?
1: Well, I don't have a heck of a lot to say. I, I have to agree with you that it it is probably, in in terms of playability, probably the best of the three that we that we're talking about here. I don't know if it was mentioned, but this is from December of 1993. Now you're talking about the bonus stages. Now here's something that I got to. I I never could do that well with this game i just i don't know if it's i just didn't have patience to sit around and play the game for whatever reason or if i was just that terrible at it that's probably that i'm just that terrible at it now according to what i what i'm being told here is that um in addition to the five states of undress the sliding tile game after you complete the final stage Mm -hmm. for each of the girls and i quote the player is shown an erotic scene for that girl and the player must wiggle the joystick left and right to advance the scene. Have you seen that?
0: Actually, yes, I have. That was after successfully completing the uh, the number matching screen.
1: Okay. Can you describe the er, the what they mean by erotic scene without getting too?
0: Yeah, it wasn't actually that horribly erotic. Uh, just a um, um, a woman had a half like shirt on, and then at, the faster you wiggled the joystick, she would raise her arms up, and it would pull the shirt up. That was about it. Oh, man,
1: that is so erotic! Yes. Oh, I am just turned on. Tell me about it. No, no, don't tell me about it. Oh. Well, I thought you wanted to know. Well, I changed my mind. And something, uh, at least what I thought was interesting stuff, I noticed that I I was reading the manual for this game. Mm -hmm. The dip switches, there's an actual dip switch setting for, and I quote, mistaken input prevention. What? I don't know what that. I don't know what that's <laughs> supposed to mean. That is awesome. I, I'm a web developer for a living, and to me, that means like making sure that if you're asking for a phone number, that people don't put in letters. But I don't know what that's supposed to mean here. Mistaken input prevention. And we were talking about uh, back when we talked about Mr. Do how and uh, another one of the other universal games you we were talking about. I've totally forgotten which one, but. The dip switch is allowed for up to five credits for one coin. That was Ladybug. Ladybug, that's right. Yeah. Well, Ladykiller allows up to six games on one coin, huh. so that's pretty generous. Uh, of course, he can go as low as two coins for one credit. And this is something that I really like. There are two sets of dip switches. For the second set of dip switches, switch number five, according to the manual, controls and I quote, sexy version.
0: And I just, I'm just looking at that now. Sexy version. And that says it's turned off by default.
1: Hmm. hmm do, I, do, do I sense we're going to have some extra er, uh, <laughs> addenda next time? <laughs> addenda <laughs> and erotica, maybe? <laughs> and this is interesting. Mitchell <laughs> is
0: actually known for another Game and it's a, it's a, a fairly. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say it was also known for the Corn Palace.
0: Well, it is known for the Corn Palace, but uh, the the company Mitchell is actually known for a game that more people might know. And this game was actually licensed by Capcom, and the game is Pang, and Super Pang, and Pang Three. In the United States, those games were known as the Buster Brothers. Which is oh. one of which I is one of my favorite games. I like that game. That's a fun one. Uh, we're not going to go into it, but uh, Mitchell actually created that game and licensed it to Capcom. If you can believe that, which is awesome. I, I don't believe
1: that. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. Well, Mister.
0: But yeah, since we're but. talking, <laughs> I was going to go with something there, but I couldn't think of anything.
1: All right. Now, since we're talking about other games made by Mitchell, there's another one I would have mentioned called Poker Ladies, which is not nearly as dirty as it sounds. In fact, I don't think it has any nudity whatsoever. Something I found interesting about that when I was seeing what other things that Mitchell worked on, it says, and I quote, this game uses a suicide battery that when it dies will render the game inoperative. I've never heard of that before and it says here that a hack exists to revive the game involving replacing the custom Z80 or if you're from any other country but the United States Z80 with a standard Z80 burning one or more new EPROMs and doing a bit of soldering. Hmm. I wonder if that actually happens in Lady Killer too, but I I don't know, I just don't have a feeling Lady, Kill, Lady Killer given that it's from 1993, I doubt that it uses a Z80. It probably uses a 68000 series.
0: Yeah, I would say you're probably right. And uh, as far as the killer uh, battery go, I believe they uh, talked about something like that on No Quarter uh, about a year or so ago with, uh, I believe, the Sega game Altered Beast. And uh, Sega System huh. 16 games, I think they were, uh, had a problem with the with batteries like that going bad and uh, rendering the machines inoperable. So I'm wondering if it's along those same lines. The difference is, of course, the System 16, you know, 68,000. Uh, Motorola processors, not they didn't use sixty-eight thousand processors. That was the model number. If they use sixty-eight thousand processors, that would be a game that that would be a game I'd be interested in playing because the sheer yeah power I would hope that
1: that, that the uh, picture you would uncover is a lot more interesting for that. you would
0: think. But so yeah, that's something I have heard of, and uh, I'm just looking at uh, the listing of the games here that um, Mitchell did. Other titles the company did was Charlie Ninja Super X. Cannon Dancer, Puzz Loop, Funky Jet, which, uh, if I ever get rich and have an airplane, I'm gonna call it the Funky Jet, Karate Chakun Yaraku, Shanku, the Karate Tournament, and Pomping World. I gotta try Pomping World, see what that's all about. Um, I hope it's Pomping and not Pumping World, but, well, you know, never mind. But, um, so it's interesting that this Mitchell company actually has a little bit, uh, a little bit of uh, interesting uh, history, if you will. Uh, I don't know if they're still in business or not. I actually did not research that, and doesn't look like any uh, any of the collectors at the arcade museum at the Kalov, or I'm sorry, the VAPS. Uh,
1: nobody actually has a machine. Just uh, three people had the circuit boards for them, but that's about it. This is interesting because apparently, like Mitchell Corporation, which is Japanese. I don't know if we mentioned that before. Uh, Some employees are former Capcom and Tad Corporation Ah, employees.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense there.
1: Oh, and this is good timing because we are roughly in the 56th anniversary of its establishing on February 1st, 1960. Really? It was an import export business. Um, This is interesting here. It says that the company activity was suspended on November 20th, 2012. No kidding. Yeah, this is interesting. This company activity was suspended in 2012, but it goes on to talk about the company in the present tense. Uh, Mitchell Corporation develops titles for home consoles, handhelds, Japanese mobile phones, the arcade, and interactive kiosks uh, located in restaurants. Oh, I got to talk about that too in other places. Mm-hmm. So they've developed, uh, since 2004, they've developed games for only for Nintendo hardware. They are best known for Puzzloop, uh, the title you mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo of America released Puzzloop for the Nintendo DS under the title Magnetica. And um, so, yeah, I guess, yeah, the, this, is, this was a, is slash was a fairly active company. And, um, yeah, their website no longer exists. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that uh, they no longer exist. No more Mitchell? No more Mitchell.
0: It's uh I think um normally we talk about home ports but you no know, there's no home ports of this but uh
1: it's it's a shame too I mean it, it, this would really be a great game to have at home This is actually a
0: fun game and I'm kind of now curious to see what that dip switch does cuz this is a fun <laughs> game it is unique it's 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 actually the most original I would say of any of the games we're talking about tonight Oh
1: yeah by far
0: And um when I'm playing this game I am not getting burned out on it I'm not uh I don't find it repetitive. I mean, it looks repetitive, it, but it I is. don't
1: find it repetitive. I mean, well, I do find it repetitive, and that's why—that's one reason I'm only going to give it a three out of five. Okay. I mean, it's—I mean, three out of five to me. I it it's okay. I could probably go back and play it, but you know, I'm, I'm just not going to actively search it out. I was going to say, "Ooh, I got to play Lady Killer," you know. Mo, Moya and uh, did I mention that? Uh, Which, by the way, what, what does that mean in English? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Google Translate. It means burning ganta, whatever that means. Burning ganta. Well, it
0: f- clears that up. Actually, no, I think there are creams and salves that would clear that up. Uh, I like the game, but um, I'll only give it a three. It is an interesting game, and um, it's got enough to keep me interested. Uh, I am curious to see what the uh, uh, what the sexy mode uh, dip switch does. I didn't even catch that, so uh, we'll uh, I'll take a look at that a little bit later and uh, report back. Yeah, I, I I would have to give it a three. I'm curious to see what any of the cabinets for any of these games... Well, <laughs> not uh, Puzdik. We probably already know what the cabinet for that one looks like because it's a Taito game. But Yeah, I think I did see a picture of it. It's nothing... Nothing to write home about. Nothing it's a unusual. typical Taito. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I like I like it. It's a fun game. I'll play it again, but, you know, I'm not going to search it out and...
1: I'll I would play it be again, but not when my wife in is the arcade. around.
0: I would like to see this in an arcade as if the sexy mode can be turned off. Or imagine if the default, it's turned off.
1: Doc Mac, are you listening? A
0: mystery Monday game? Ooh, my, 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 gun, I'm sorry, lady killer. So there we are. Um, I think... I don't know if I have more to say about this game. Um
1: Yeah, I don't I don't have much to say. I mean, it's it's definitely worth trying out, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, if
0: you're going to try any one of these games we're talking about tonight, this is the one to try. Right. Yeah, here. Totally. Um, and this next game we're going to we're talking going to
1: talk about now. Wow. I don't know if you found this out, but uh the game we're about to talk about is pretty notorious. <laughs> I've heard video some game stories. Fans. Um
0: I didn't write all of them down, uh, so you you might be the one. You'll be the one to have to tell some of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's so much stories as as there is like this. It's just like this is pretty much like the the manos the hands of fate of arcade games, especially adult arcade games. Yeah.
0: And, we're and now ta- something
1: that I, that I, the interesting that I'm finding, well, you know, I will talk about this after we talk about, but the, game.
0: The, uh, the game we're talking about is called Miss World 96 Nude. <laughs> and it's pretty much like you would think, um, it's nude. We haven't talked about this game yet, but it's based on the style of gameplay from the classic arcade game kicks where you got a marker and you got to, and kicks and you got to just partition off, you know, a portion of the board differences in Miss World 96 Nude, which I always call it Miss World Nude 96, because it just flows better that way, but that's not the name of the game. There, there's a background, and then there's a silhouette of of a, of a woman, again, and the object is to uncover the woman that's hiding, and you use a marker on the board, like in Kix, to partition off par- uh, portions of the screen to reveal the uh, the image underneath. There are blockades in the way, uh, there are power-ups that you can circle for whatever. Then, of course, you've got a big enemy, in some cases, uh, the one only one I remember is a gigantic spider. Uh, and then, of course, there's little enemies uh, that come along later to destroy you. You have a time limit. And it's got this energy bar, which I was not
1: able to figure out. Were you able to figure out how that works? Uh, The energy? Are you talking about the thing that has like two, like blue and red? Yeah, because there's a bar,
0: and it sounds like every time I try to uncover a, you know, a piece of the of the image, it always moves to the left. If it moves to the left too far, it'll change the image from a beautiful woman into like something from a horror film, like Freddy Krueger, which is a deformed Freddy Krueger. Think that one. Uh, Sometimes pinhead from Hellraiser movies, and just some grotesque
1: images. Yeah, what happens is um, you get this little animation in the middle of the screen that changes from kind of this plain-looking girl, and it rotates into one of those other figures with the word turning on it. And the music changes. You get this, like... This, this, like, Euro dance beat has, like, nothing to do with anything. Uh Uh-huh. It's and, just, and by the way, none of the music—the music on here—sounds like they stole it from something. But Soundhound couldn't tell me anything about the music. Let's like be honest, so. everything
0: in this game seems stolen.
1: Oh yeah, there is I mean, so much shadiness in this. game. Yeah,
0: and, and the game itself was, uh, from what I understand, was actually a was a uh, ripoff of uh, a game called Gale's Panic, which had the same style. The only difference is that they Gale's Panic actually just had. Pictures, uh, not pictures, uh, like cartoon type female images. Whereas this one has images of has actual like photographs. Like they they had to have been stolen out of a magazine. Oh yeah, I'm um, sure of it. uh, One thing we forgot to mention about uh, about Lady Killer, it's just something I forgot to mention about this one. Lady Killer uh, has a screen where you can select the level that you want to start at. This one has the same thing. Um, You can start on any one of the different continents. And there's like five or six girls that you can
1: select from. And I believe, oh, by the way, um, did you know that the USSR is a continent? Well, I did not know that. Well, I know now, thanks to miss world. 96. Because <laughs> it's, got, it's
0: got Europe, Africa, North America, South America. Uh, I believe, uh, does it have Australia? And then it's got, I don't remember. USSR.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's. It's interesting how this and uh, Lady Killer both have that you know world theme going on because in Lady Killer you actually the premise is that you are flying to a destination.
0: Yes, yes. Where this one you're just choosing a. Uh, hold on one second. I gotta look something up. I forgot to write this
1: down. And while you're looking at that, just a little bit about uh, the background of this game. Uh, Miss World '96 Nude is made by Comad Industry Company Limited. Yeah, Comad Industry Company Limited. Uh, They're based out of Seoul, South Korea. I believe they still exist. I was just looking that up. They're uh, like a computer parts distributor. That sounds about right. And according to the flyer, it will be the hottest image game of the year, two exclamation points. True colors, they spell it wrong like they do in England and Canada, of a vivid real image. True colors of vivid real image. Enjoy 50 beautiful Miss World models from each representative six continents on the whole worldwide. Oh, by the way, screen flipping in cocktail mode? Not supported. Oh.
0: This is what I was trying to find out, trying to remember, because this game suffers from English. We were talking about Zero Wing. When you select a level, it says, welcome to my world. You will meet hot, beautiful girl. <laughs> so, I'm going to meet hot, beautiful girl. And these the pictures in Gale's Panic uh I have to I have to talk about this uh in, in Gale's Panic which this is a ripoff of as I said they were uh they were like their cartoon images and they were they were only naked from the top up the images in this game I think I got my gynecological degree I think I could uh, I yeah, yeah. A, I think I am a registered gynecologist after what, playing this game
1: Yeah it, wow if you if want to talk about leaving familiar... nothing
0: to the imagination
1: Yeah that's more than just nudity on this
0: Yes, and it's funny you mention that, because I've actually played... Oh, I
1: think it's hysterical.
0: Oh, how little you know. Whenever I play a game in MAME, I always play it a few times, as I've mentioned before, with cheats turned on just to see things in the game which I've never seen before. I have played this game with cheats, and if you complete this game with a high percentage of the image uncovered, you get to play a bonus game.
1: 100% to be exact. You have to have 100%. 100%. In fact, the flyer says, and I quote, 100% clear, poker game bonus. Yes. P O K E R G A M E. You, you, no you basically
0: have to have, it, it shows two cards on the screen, and you have to choose, I think, whether you have the higher or the lower one. But if you win that bonus round twice in a row... Uh, there's one of like three or four uh, pornographic
1: animations that come up. All near near animations. Well, yeah, near know. animations. Thanks to uh, uh, yeah, they get kind. Of, they get very pornographic.
0: Extremely. Um, yeah. Uh, We're not going
1: to say anything further.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the words of Mike Nelson from the uh, from the short "A Date with Your Family," the less said, the better. And uh, if you people, if you people. You people! I tell you! Oh gosh, my Rush Limbaugh impression. That's racist. Um, If anybody's interested in seeing that, uh, get the ROM. Make sure you get the cheat file for it. Uh, Uh, Get version A of the ROM. By the way, not going to be held responsible. Uh, Let's just say there are websites that uh, can get you better stuff than that. Uh, Oh yeah. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. This is. Yeah. You know what's amazing? Is for the topic matter that we're talking about, how little we've actually sworn <laughs> yeah I
1: know I know we sworn we swore we talked dirtier in the tinkle pit episode that that's something now I just want to go back and answer your question from before like you didn't quite understand how that uh, how that uh, timeline or energy line or whatever yeah. worked yeah, I know exactly how that works. I actually had to look this up because I couldn't figure it out when I was playing it, but what you have to do is you have to move that to as close to the right as you possibly can. And to right. do that, you have to be uncovering parts of the image that are not the girl. Is that it? That's it. And and uh, when you uncover parts of the, of the image that have the girl on it, then that's when it tends to move your, your marker over to the left and closer to the turning screen. And I think once you get to that horror screen, um, there is a way to turn it back, and I think what you do uh, is trap a, like there, like a key or something, will pop up yes, now and then. The bonus if you draw points, a box items, around yeah. that, I think that will also uh, revert the uh, the picture th- back to uh, something promising. But according to the manual, though, one or two players clear 80% or more of the girl, then show the exciting 50 Miss World
0: models.
1: (laughs) You know what? I'm laughing more at
0: the fact that this game has a manual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you should see this. The manual actually tells you what the dip switch settings are. What are the dip switch settings? Dip switch settings. S-W-I-R-C-H.
0: Switch. Oh, Yes. Uh, wasn't that a, uh, a spy organization that James Bond
1: had to go up against? I think work? so. Or it's nothing really fascinating. Once again, you can set the uh, uh, dip switch set A for you know ratio of coins to uh, coins to credits. Uh, you can have as few as two coins for one credit, or one coin for one, two, three, four, or six credits. And what I found the most interesting, actually, is that dip switch B allows for diagonal moves
0: and i noticed that too and in a game like this i don't like that t- this type i'm not a fan of the diagonal movement kicks didn't have that this does and right it just thinks it makes uh an already hard game no uh pun intended or was it uh Ooh. that much i'm going to say it that much harder let's Difficult. let's be honest this game is not really that erotic I mean it's 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 gotten it's it's got a ton of nudity, but it's really not that it's 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 really not that erotic, let's be honest with you.
1: I mean it's I'll put it we'll put it to you this way. It is definitely double X rated at least, possibly triple X, mm-hmm. but it's not erotic. Yeah. Exactly. Especially especially when you have to deal with the with the uh creepy pictures. Yeah,
0: I'm just thinking fact, some... you're you're playing the game with one hand, and then all of a sudden you see Pinhead pop up, and then you know, frustration sets in. Uh, I'll just leave it at
1: that. Yeah, I'll put it to you this way You want something erotic, just find a significant other. Porno. Okay? Yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> but yeah, in fact, I was, I remember we were talking about this. You asked me if I had a chance to play it. I was like, Yeah, this is a creepy game. This it is really is. a creepy game. It, it, is. <laughs> it is.
0: It is. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess the creepiest, the creepiest thing about it is how everything in this game is ripped off from other things. They actually ripped off the title of Miss World, who the owner of the, of the Miss World franchise, Julia Morley, uh, did not give consent for the title to be used in this game, and she's upset and she was apparently was upset to see the Miss World contest associated with this game. The music was all ripped off and uh, I'm reading this from the uh from the main history file. Um Oxygen Part 4 by Jean-Michel Jarre, J A R R E. Uh tonight is the night by Les Bouches and Let's All Chant by the Michael Zager band to use a modern 90s remake of the song. Obviously all of the horror images are uh by the way are... it's
1: Jean-Michel by the way. What's that? Jean-Michel.
0: Jean-Michel. All the horror images are obviously ripped off from from different movies. I recognized uh, a few of them right off the bat. And it's. I felt like I had to take a bath in boiling, rubbing alcohol
1: after playing this. I know what you mean.
0: Everything about this game is dirty, and not dirty in the good sense. It's dirty how they stole stuff to make this game. It's dirty how... the. Let's be honest, this is a hard game to play. It's difficult. It's a difficult game. This is the worst offender of the quarter muncher. Uh This, this game is the worst quarter muncher. It's obviously oh, this, made... There's
1: no way it's a worse quarter muncher than Revolution X. It's
0: a worse quarter muncher because they use porn to keep you popping quarters in.
1: Oh, I get what you're saying. Yes. Okay. It's it's a worse. And it's not even good porn. It's not even good porn. This game br- reminds me of what Roger Ebert um uh, I in one of his movie review books. Like he has all the movies he ever reviewed. One of them was of uh Bob Guccioni's movie Caligula. Oh, yes. And he, mm-hmm. he completely trashed it. He said this is not even good porn. He said and yes, there is such a thing as good porn. And he cited a movie called Emmanuel um, mm-hmm. as an example of it, which he wrote a really good review about. Yeah, there's nothing good about this game. No, not at and, all. Uh, th- and by the way, what I'm about to say, this is neither a good thing nor a bad thing. It's just something that I that I observed and probably was one of my first reactions. Like when I, I saw the women in this game. I mean, yeah, you have to choose. Not only do you choose which quote-unquote continent you want to go to, but you also have a selection of women uh you get to you get pictures. I think like six pictures mm-hmm. there. You choose which girl you want to see nude, and um, all I could think was, God, they are so nineties. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'd much rather have nineties than eighties. I'll be quite honest. Well, with you. I don't
0: know some of that some of that big hair. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No. But yeah, I just there's just nothing about this. Nothing oh, yeah. that is redeemable on this. And I'm almost tempted
1: to just not rate this game. (laughs) I'm just going to flat out rate it a one one continue. That's it. Yeah. It's uh, because it's a truly bad game. Yeah.
0: Since we have to rate it, I will definitely give it a one. Uh, Since we don't have a zero on the scale, but...
1: Oh, God, this is, this, well, is if, creep,
0: this is a creepy, creepy no, game. You
1: know what would happen if we had a zero on the scale? You'd say, well, I, we only have, a, have down to zero. I'd love to give it a negative rating. Then it, you know, And it just keeps going down from there. So the lowest you can rate is one, or you could just plain decide not to rate it at all. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm
0: going to rate this a one. I've only, rate, I've only refused to give a rating to one game that was wreck it, uh, Fixed, Fixed Felix, Felix Jr., and not because it's a bad game, Far from it. I just felt it was a little. You outside didn't think the it qualified uh, the, to be a real realm.
1: arcade. Game. Yeah, that's the only reason why. Nothing against yeah, the because game. because it was that's a fun b- game. Unlike this. <laughs> you know, exa- uh, totally unlike this. In fact, I th- yeah. In fact, after we, t- I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be an underground retrocade on uh, the 27th of the month, celebrating my third work anniversary Yay. of my current job, and. I'm going to go straight to that Fix-It Felix Jr. machine just because what we're talking about Just to now. kind of wash it it's off. It's like, oh, this is so much better yeah, than gonna, this I'm world I'm going to prepare 90.
0: my bath of boiling rubbing alcohol <laughs> yeah. after playing this but,
1: thing. a uh, few more things to mention about this game. There are three different versions of the game. So if you want to play this in MAME, you're going to have three different ROM sets to pick from. There's version A, and I'm going to go by what the official documentation from uh, Comad Industry Company Limited says. Version A is, and I quote, the extreme hottest girls. Okay. Version B is, and I quote, attractive hot girls, which still has some nudity in it, by the way. And then there's version C, supermodels in clothes, which means from what I can tell from the flyer, I didn't actually try this version, but from what I can tell from the flyer is, yes, they're wearing clothes, nothing's exposed, but there's not much to the imagination. Hmm. And the note in the flyer says, and I quote, you can choose freely its grade available on your country. If you are in nude restriction area, choose version C. Oh, by the way, they spell its with an apostrophe. Oh, gosh.
0: You know, and I'm kind of curious about something because I'm noticing here in MAME, uh, I've got the three different sets. Uh, they're called set 1, 2, 3, but the, the actual name of the file alert: Miss W96, Miss W96A, Miss W96B. So I'm wondering if maybe the letters should be shifted up one.
1: Yeah, I I'm, I'm guessing the one that doesn't have a letter is like the um oh what did they call it? The extreme, extreme hottest girls.
0: Yeah. I have to check out the But yeah, oh yeah I'm going to check out the other versions a, even though this is a horrible yeah. horrible game. Figure that out. Yeah, I I'm nothing if not a pervert.
1: And just to add to the whole dirtiness behind the whole game, I don't know if you've noticed this but the uh, the pictures of the girls here and in, in fact of all these games are not exactly the highest resolution in the world. They're no. not the lowest either. But if you look at the flyer, the screen caps that are on the flyer are suspiciously much higher resolution than what you get in the game. Okay. So it's it's like they have false advertising on top of that. It's like the graphics are better on the flyer than on the screen.
0: I really guess the saddest thing about this about this this game is the fact that even without the pictures, even without, you know, any of that, let's just say it was, it was a fun kids game with, like, pictures of SpongeBob that turned into a picture of Squidward. I don't know if you got, you got the, the energy thing going all the way to the evil side. It's still not a fun game. Lady Killer is a fun game, regardless of what the image is in it. This just, does not,
1: this is, just is not redeemable. Let me ask you something, and I I think I know the answer, but I just want to hear it from you. This is a kicks ripoff, as we said, or as I've heard some people say quicks. I don't know I don't know which one's correct, but I say kicks, but why is kicks fun, but this game isn't? I don't like the
0: diagonal movement for one. There's way too much going on the screen. If there is one thing I do like about the gameplay in this game, is I do think that the they have obstacles in the bays that you can't draw through. Oh, that whatever, is true. Which there's I true. think that that's is a an good interesting twist, challenge. But other than that, there's absolutely nothing
1: about this game. The worst thing is that energy bar. Yeah, there's like no point to it. No, there isn't. Especially because uh, I, I, I might be wrong, but I think you still get the points if you clear the screen. With the horror picture up there. I think you just yeah, don't you get it. You the can't clear the
0: screen with the horror picture. And it doesn't actually just change the horror picture, but the picture of the girl in the corner changes as well. And uh, it's interesting. Every time that the uh, the energy bar moves, uh, the girl says Keep it up. Oh god. <laughs> You know what? I really want to see the angry video game nerd talk about this game. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he'll have a field day with this.
1: Oh, he would. I don't know if he he talk about arcade games though, would he?
0: I don't think he does. But uh, there's, a, but I never thought he talked about PC games, and he did uh, over the over the big road rigs, big rigs yep. by request. So
1: yeah, yeah, James, if you're listening to us, uh, Miss World '96 nude. Uh, who there is uh, so there? I did find a website article. Um, discussing Electronic Gaming Monthly's 10 naughtiest games of all time. And the number one was Miss World 96 Nude. And it was from SeanBaby.com. That's not my site, by the way.
0: Uh, and he what's writes, uh, SeanBaby actually does write for Cracked nowadays. Oh, really? I cool. believe so, yes.
1: I did not know that. But um, interesting is that each of the games he talked about, of course, he talked about a couple of the more notorious uh, Atari 2600 titles, which I want to talk about after we're done with this. Sure. He has what's called what he calls the nudity challenge and which from what I can tell from reading the, the whole article, I think it's just how challenging the game truly is altogether. And he rates uh, Miss World Nude 96 or Miss World 96 Nude, I think it's called. I keep I get, I get that confused, too. He rates it six out of 10. Now, for eroticism. For Miss World '96 nude, he rates it negative sixteen out of ten. Wow! For pretty much the same reasons that we trashed this game. Yeah, and you know, I'll what? put a link to the article in the show notes. People wonder why we are even covering these games, especially
0: this one. As I said earlier, I mean, these are a part of arcade history. Um, exactly. We don't talk about them because these, as far as I'm aware, the exception of Puznik never showed up in American arcades, and the version of Puznik that we got didn't have the images in it but these were made and um sitting here talking about this game the thought occurred to me this seems like a game that the mafia would have released
1: i can totally understand that that's an excellent point
0: and this came obviously from south korea and was it south korea
1: south korea, was yes. south korea?
0: and we do know that there's issues with piracy in asia of of Many, many different things. Uh, I, rem- I remember reading the story, was it last year, year before last, where uh, in China, uh, there were actually pirate Apple stores. <laughs> they, were so, oh, they, were, they were modeled after the real Apple stores selling fake Apple products. I thought that was actually pretty dang funny, but I don't know, I don't know of any other podcast that actually talked about these games. Super Podcast Brothers did, uh, did hit on it, pun not intended, uh, uh-huh. in episode 30. But uh, other than that, I don't know of any other podcasts that have talked about these arcade games. And, you know, they, they, they are what they are. One thing I, oh, I forgot to mention, they did a sequel. They did two sequels to this game. There was Miss World 2002, but there was another one. They did a half-assed sequel called Miss Mr. Nude, where they took some of the female images out and replaced them with, uh, with guys, with dudes. So uh, yeah, you can uncover dudes' junk in the, in Miss Mister Nude, and uh, from uh, from a little article I was reading, they said that if you basically if you thought this game was horrible, Miss Mister Nude is worse. <laughs> if you can oh, believe boy. that, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have much more to say uh, say about this game. I just I I. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words on this one. I, this, I'm at a loss for words, even though I probably talked a bazillion miles an hour on this one. I will say this. This game does have one of the more interesting... The game itself sucks, but from a purely historical perspective, this is one of the more interesting games I think we've covered.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like I said, it's basically the Manos Hands of Fate of, uh, of video games. Indeed yeah. it
0: is. And that movie was horrible, but it had an interesting history.
1: Yeah, and seriously, if you do a search online for this game, you're going to see a lot of discussion about it. And there are YouTube videos, censored YouTube videos of people playing it, you know, and it's it's definitely got, there's definitely this unspoken following. It's like people want to talk about it, but they're kind of afraid to. Not so much because they're afraid to talk about this genre, but they're afraid to acknowledge that they know the game exists mm-hmm. because it's so bad.
0: Yeah. My as I said, my rating a one. But when it comes to the game being interesting from a historical perspective, this game is I think a five if you rate
1: the interesting
0: history part.
1: So right, yeah, I, I have to agree. But something that I'm curious about, and I didn't really do a lot of research on this because, hey, I just all I did was look at the three games we talked about. But something that I'm noticing about these three games is that uh, the, well, the common theme is not just that you know it's basically adult games but also that they all involve uncovering pictures Mm -hmm. which is yeah yeah who cares big deal think about this home games home games are not just uncovering pictures no that's true Um, i seem to remember in the early 90s there was a version of tetris for example i think it was officially called tetris with sex i don't remember if it was for pc or for amiga Whatever it was, I didn't have it and I had an Amiga, but I'd heard about it. And it was basically, you know, when you clear a level of Tetris, apparently it was a pornographic picture underneath the, uh, like in the background. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if you look at other home games like the uh, Mystique games for Atari 2600, like Custer's Revenge, and uh, another famous one whose title I don't really want to say because I do want to keep the language as clean as possible. (laughs) But those games, those were actual games in which, like the nudity, actually yeah, was, was part, part of
0: the game. Yeah, the, exactly. The porn it wasn't was just the
1: game. a cheap thrill. Yeah, and also you probably remember Leisure Suit Larry. Mm-hmm. I only played the first two games. I never got got into the third, the third and later ones. But the first one was pretty raunchy, but it was part of the gameplay. You didn't, it didn't really it have was- any nudity. In fact, there is a sex scene as it in it that's censored. Yes, mm-hmm. but. The thing is, like they used the raunchiness in a humorous way, so much to the effect that uh, according to the folks who made Leisure Suit Larry, which I think was Sierra, they got a lot of complaints about that game. So for Leisure Suit Larry 2, which I believe that was the full title was uh, Looking for Love in Several Wrong Places, Mm -hmm. they took out most of the raunchiness, but still left in a lot of goofy humor. And then for the third game, they came out and they said, okay, it turns out that the complaints we were getting was because there wasn't enough raunchiness, so it's back in now.
0: Didn't 3 never come out? I think, I I believe 3, they lost the the actual source code, and so they skipped 3 and went right on to 4.
1: No, 3 came out, I think it was 4. Was it 4?
0: You know, I think you're right because three, I believe, was, it was called uh, subtitled, Leisure Suit- "Passionate Patty in Pursuit of Pulsating Pectorals."
1: Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry Four was called, I think, Leisure Suit Larry Four: The Land of the Lost Floppies or something. Okay,
0: and that one never came out because they they lost the game. Literally lost the game. They couldn't fight. I it.
1: didn't know that was a true story. I thought that was just like marketing for. The- Who knows? <laughs>
0: they they they've they've got that story and they're sticking to it. So it could be true. It could not be true. We'll never know, I guess.
1: Yeah, and when we started this podcast back in April of 2015, we had talked about how one of the things we want to talk about in the podcast is our memories of playing these games. Well, of the three games we played, neither of us had ever really played them until we fired them up in MAME for this episode. But I do have a little bit of an experience with similar games that I can actually talk about. Okay. In fact, uh, I love telling this story because basically it's what... Long story short, let me short just is that say one up-
0: thing real quick. I probably have yes. more experience with these games than you're willing to. Than I should be willing to admit. I say in shame. Okay, continue.
1: Eh, Whatever. So the only real experience I ever had was actually secondhand.
0: Uh-huh. Let me rephrase it. it was, the only experience I ever had was so good, third yeah. person. No, what you not, did there. Okay, no,
1: no, not third person. The only experience I ever had really with any of these kind of games in the Y, in in an actual public place. Was, Whoa, that's kinky. Uh, yeah, I know. I, there's no, okay, there's I'll no put it to you this right, way. There's, there's, no, there's, there's no, no right way to say this. Exactly. The only experience I have with any kind of these games, like outside of MAME, um, this is a little bit of a long story, but I don't care. I like hearing myself talk, that makes and maybe one of the us. more I talk, the more I'll kill my voice, which everybody will be happy about. But uh, 2010, summer 2010, um, I had lost the job that I had that moved me out here to Chicago. It's with the, it was a full time job with a company that I still work for part time. I might have mentioned here on the show before that uh, sometimes I teach test prep courses like at nights and weekends once in a while. Right, right now I'm not, but I probably will in the near future. But I started that job where I'm teaching. I started that in January 2002. I started working in the office full-time in 2004, and I got a promotion that moved me to a different division of the company to their Chicago office, which I really, really wanted. I wanted to move to Chicago for a long time, and I finally did. Well, 2010, uh, they announced that they were closing the division that I worked for. Mm-hmm. And not we and you know we we got the phone call that morning um right right when work started, so during our lunch break, we all went over to um Blackies yeah, it was in printer's row uh downtown chicago where where i worked we we went to a bar called Blackie's and had a couple of uh blue moons or something for lunch and While we were drinking our blue moons, a couple of the women I was working for, they spotted a bar top concentration kind of game in which when you match the tiles it revealed a nudie picture. Okay. And these two game these two women were like they popped 50 cents into it and they were playing it together and having the most fun they ever had. And uh, they're both heterosexual too so. It's, <laughs> so I just thought that was just great it was, it was just fun watching these Oh oh it's it's the girl with it's <laughs> Pick that one. Pick that one. <laughs> Other people were watching the World Cup on the TV over there but And here they were playing this this nudie game on the bar top. I don't remember what it was called, but you know, awesome. That's that's my memory right there. And (laughs) man, tell you, let me tell you, getting laid off from that job was the best thing in the world for me. It's amazing how that happens sometimes. The job was fine, but when I got laid off from it, they told us, you know, we're you know, file for unemployment. We'll give you your severance. We're not going to ask you to not file for unemployment. We're not going to interfere. They decided that my severance was going to be backdated to when I first started for the company period in January, 2002 and not when I started full time. So I had that much severance. It paid for my entire summer. Nice. When I started my next job, my last severance paycheck overlapped with my first new job paycheck. So that was pretty sweet. And to bring this back to something I mentioned earlier in the, in the episode that gave my wife and me time to take a road trip over to South Dakota and, on the way there, we stopped at the Mitchell Corn Palace. Mitchell.
0: Mitchell, even his name says, is that a beer?
1: So there we go. That's how I uh, brought that back. That was a great summer. But but yeah, yet another, like, for all practical purposes, arcade nudie game that's simply a uncover the nude picture.
0: You know, I'm just going through uh, some of the Pie Factory emails that we got here, and uh, we've uh, we've been sharing some emails back and forth with, uh, with different podcasts, Super Podcast Brothers and uh, I was looking at one thread here, and um, the uh, conversation between Pi Factory. We have, you know, our email address, pi factory at fab4it.com. And I'm looking at this conversation, and in the CC field, it reads super, comma, pi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, super pi. <laughs> uh.
1: Oh, and something I, I want to go back to what you said before when you said, so why are we talking about these games? I can tell you another reason. Yes. We didn't rate these games terribly highly, although, you know, uh, Lady Killer is like, you know, that's a, that's an okay game. It's a pretty good game. Yeah. One constructive criticism we got from somebody, I don't remember who, I'm sorry, wh- whoever told us that, but one constructive criticism we got was, you know, it seems to me lately that you guys have been just talking about games that you really like. Well, you know, why don't you change it up a little bit? Well, here we go. Here's an ideal time to do that. Mm-hmm. We do not like these games except maybe for uh, Lady Killer. Yeah. Well, you like Puznik at least more than I well- do.
0: I, gave, I think I gave it the same rating you did um, because, as I said, Puznik, just as a console game, it's a PC game, Right. it's not an arcade game. It's fine on the other yeah. platforms.
1: Not so much in the arcade. And the uh, other home game that's that I can remember mentioning, but then again, yeah, here I am talking about how home games tend to uh, be such that uh, the X-ratedness is actually part of the gameplay, yet I'm I keep thinking of of games that in which they weren't like for the Commodore sixty four. Mm-hmm. There was actually a strip poker game. There was a, I think three of them.
0: Yeah, they, and they, all it was were, was they, a cart. They were on uh, the Commodore sixty four, the Atari eight bits, the Atari ST. I think they were also on the Amiga.
1: Probably, probably. But and all it was was a poker game. And if you won a hand, then there was a picture of a girl with few with less clothes on every time. <laughs> and if you on. lost a hand, it told you to take off a piece of clothing. <laughs>
0: Oh really? <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> and don't ask me how I know that.
1: <laughs> At least on the Commodore 64, the ga- the gameplay was so useless because somebody actually uh, figured out that all you gotta do is rename the data files and you can the first thing the first picture gets uncovered could be a completely nude woman, you know? Oh nice. And I think someone else discovered that they were just GIFs or GIFs. I'm sorry, GIFs, yeah. According to the creator of that format, it is pronounced GIF. So someone else figured out, oh, these are just renamed GIFs. He could just open up a file viewer. And I think Strip Poker 3, like, if you won the game, not only would you get a completely undressed lady to look at, but it would also play the stripper, a.k.a. Take It Off, by the mm-hmm. David Rose Orchestra.
0: That was actually the exception, rather than the rule with uh, with PC and console gaming, uh, with this kind of a topic. For the most part, it d- d- was... As you were saying, it was the game. The game was actually focused on the activity rather than just throwing. Well, the games, I guess, were like all gratuitous, thrills. but it, it was more than just throwing an image out there with uh, with an unrelated gameplay style. It's kind of a weird history, you know the the whole the whole nudity pornography with with gaming uh, thing. Uh, issue topic, whatever you want to call it,
1: but uh... yeah, I'm just curious if they still make those kind of games, considering how easy it is. Like, if you want to see pornography, it doesn't really. Well, then again, there was a uh, a story arc in the that went that spanned part of season two and part of season three of Thirty Rock, in which Tracy, as played by Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. was wondering aloud, "Man, I'm bored. what which, which of my favorite pastimes should I participate in?" pornography or video games and then he suddenly had a eureka moment and he developed a pornographic video game that was a massive 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 seller really so this was like 2007 2008 so i'm, I'm just curious do they still do they actually really make porn video games now considering how easy it is to get in fact you know i posted a facebook status about how it's like, hey, we're talking about pornographic video games for the podcast. And my wife commented and said, are they on Pornhub? Are you at least doing this for charity? You know, they do. Thinking about it, they do make these sort of games uh,
0: still. Most, still of them, huh? most of them Most of them are just like stuff off questionable websites that you probably don't want to run stuff off of. But um, oh, yeah. there is yeah. a uh, an MMORPG. I think there's a couple of them that are uh, pornographic. Now that I think about it, uh, I think there's one called Red Light District. And no, I'm not familiar. I think I've heard about that. Yeah. I no, of that. I'm not familiar with it. Seriously, I'm not. I have heard about it, but... I've heard about it. I just don't know anything about it. I've just heard it mentioned. Right. They still make stuff like that, but it's uh, with, the, with the rise of the internet, it's a lot easier for stuff like this to like fly under the radar. But that having been said, stuff like this that flies under the radar is more likely to give you... Uh,
1: give you a virus probably in more ways than one yeah really maybe even a real one with some of these games yeah no kidding so Uh, i have nothing more to say i I really uh, don't have
0: anything more to add um yeah this is probably one of the more interesting episodes we've done and as i said it's amazing how little swearing we've done in this one and how we actually kind of kept it sort of clean yeah
1: no I still can't imagine that Scott at underground retro. No, I still is would recommend play not playing this episode. No, Cause he likes, he likes to keep things as family yes, friendly as possible. And this is not an episode to play, but <laughs> just,
0: just based but, on the
1: topic matter, I gotta be honest. I'm surprised we have this much material. Yeah. No kidding. I didn't think we were going to, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, Hey, should we talk about, uh, what we're going to do for uh, the next episode?
0: Yes. Uh, and I think the, uh, the topic is, uh, is probably going to be pretty evident. Uh, But uh, we're going to be talking about Rampage and Xenophobe.
1: Rampage and Xenophobe. And we will be bringing back our normal features. Uh, We will have some addenda. We will have some errata. We will have at least one arcade memory to share with everybody. Everything's going back to normal on the Pie Factory podcast, which, of course, is the bastion of normalcy.
0: And morality. We are the bastion of morality, too. And I think this episode proved it.
1: So what's the moral of this episode?
0: The moral of this episode is... Do drugs rather than play Miss World Nude '96?
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, I have. A, in fact, it, or maybe do it. Maybe do drugs while playing Miss World Nude '96. It might improve the game. I do don't know. it
0: before playing the game because then you won't want to play it.
1: Oh, good point. Good point. So. Um, that's what she said. Anyway. No, no,
0: no, no. don't, don't. No, no. Seriously, seriously, uh, don't do drugs. Use, save the money and use it for a better bad habit like. Buying yourself an EverDrive for your Sega Master System.
1: <laughs> yeah, or your NES, like I Well, did. you
0: know what? That last thing I just said just now just sort of kind of cleansed my soul after the last game we
1: talked about. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, yeah. I feel cleansed. Oh, yeah, I'm talking... I know exactly what you're saying, because, like, I-, I know I said this in a previous episode but not too long ago, but, I mean, seriously, once I played Miss World 96 a little bit, I... I just didn't want to play another game. Yeah, no. Kidding. I was like, okay, I got to step away from it. And then a little while later, I was like, you know what? I'll play Mr. Do. And that cleansed everything. That Granted, cleansed you everything. made
0: Phil uh, upset at you over I'm that. S-
1: I'm sorry, Phil. By the way, Phil, uh, if you're listening, I hope, hope your move goes well. Congratulations on your new, I think it's a new job I heard you got. But um, seriously, Phil, we're not saying this to annoy you. I really am playing that much Mr. Do. I really like that game. I'm sorry. It is a fun game. I also like Ninja Golf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have still yet to play that one. I want to play that one so bad. I wish I right wish on. they would they would hurry up and get the uh, 7800 uh, flash cart done. I want oh, one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want one of those so bad. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to get all of the games for the 7800. I don't really think I want to either. I just want to get the ones that I want to play.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of buying um, Barnyard Blaster. Do I have that one? I don't think and I do. I don't, have a, I don't have a light gun, and I don't think I have a TV that would work with a light gun. I didn't know that it was light gun only.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting because the, the Sega Master System had these really awesome 3D glasses that, I've been, that I talk about from time to time, and they don't work on, uh, on modern TVs for the same reason. And I was wondering if somebody maybe hacked those games to take I out the 3D. Somebody, uh, I know a couple of them so- do have it where you can turn the 3D off zaxon 3d has it right available right from the menu and another one you actually have to play the game and get on the high score table to turn the 3d off if you can
1: believe that but um i'm wondering i, I, I thought I, I read something that someone actually hacked one of the guns itself so it would work with a, a modern tv but i could be wrong i
0: think you'd be wrong on that i think that has to do with the uh, the programming of the game because it has to do deal with the refresh rates and and stuff like that and that's the same reason why the 3d glasses won't work because the 3D glasses plug actually into the thing, they're electronic, and they got LCD shutters that go, you know, on and off. Huh. And uh, and the refresh rate is different on a CRT than it is on an LCD. Oh. I believe that's what I heard.
1: Well, anyway, uh, Pie Factory Podcast North, this is upper respiratory infection, Sean.
0: And this is having junk in his throat, but even, it's not a respiratory infection, it's probably just from, I don't know. Just talking about these talking games, Talking about probably. these games, yes, feeling... A little cleansed now. This is uh, Jimmy G, and we'll see you in, well, we won't see you. Uh, maybe in our dreams we will, but uh, we will talk to hmm. you all in two weeks. Sure. If the stink from this game doesn't come off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, bye, I guess?
0: This episode of the Pie Factory podcast was edited and produced by Hyde St. Pierre. Opening and closing theme is The Happy L, composed by Sean Courtney. Follow the Pie Factory podcast online via the Facebook page, on Twitter at Pie Factory PFP, or the show notes page on piefactorypodcast.com.
1: This is um, um, almost voiceless Sean here at Pie Factory Headquarters North. Uh, ooh, excuse, oh, me. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Oh, good Lord. Oh, excuse me. Oh, can we go for the hat trick? <laughs> uh, you want to hear something funny? Uh-huh. Uh-oh. I was I was um, entering our our ratings into the uh, show notes page as we go. I accidentally put these for the Brian Colin episode. <laughs> so now people, if people are on our website right now, they're gonna think that Brian Colin designed these games. <laughs>
0: Brian Colin ninety six nude. What? Oh, actually, I think he'd appreciate. Yeah, that. he probably would. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> make a actually could probably quick com-
1: little change here. He he'd yeah, we, probably yeah.
0: complain about the rating we gave it though. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! But look, okay. you know what? Rampage did have nudity, as he talked about. That's
1: true. Yeah, but it was covered up though. Eh, it was so small you couldn't make anything up. You you heard about that? How Pornhub is like raising money for charity? I did not hear this. Yeah, like you can like like forever, for I don't I don't know how it works, but there was a news story about it recently, like how their your your Pornhub searches could help raise money for such and such a charity. So that's kind of why my wife mentioned that. He's like, are you at least doing it on Pornhub for charity? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: Ah, the fun we have around here, huh? Ah, the fun. Ah, yes.